0: What's up, everybody? It's the Build Different Podcast. It's Ricky again, CEO of Stropian. Justin, Sean, uh, coming to you guys. Uh, today, we wanted to talk a little bit about sports betting and how, how large it's grown and, um, you know, how, how big of an impact it's having in sports and just society as a whole. So, um, Sean, I know you kind of, you know, dabble every now and then. You kind of you know you place a bet here and there nothing too crazy and you have some friends that do it what what are your thoughts on sports betting
1: um yeah i mean i i think it's overall you know a good thing for like for sports you know for the industry i think more people are paying attention to to sports that may never have gotten paid attention to if it wasn't for sports betting and like there's a, just a lot more interest in general and like you know you're not only going to, like, there's a lot of people now that, like, they're not only going to watch their team play. They're going to watch other games going on because they have a vested interest in those games now. Um, so, overall, I think it's good. I think, you know, it's grown in popularity significantly. I think I read that in 2022, 19 million people had had placed sports betting. And then by the end of 2023, they're expecting to be, I think, 20, 20 or uh, 23 million. So um that's you know that's a lot of people and that's only with it being legal in 33 out of the 50 states right now so Mm -hmm. um you know i can see it growing a lot bigger and that's not including texas california florida so those are three of the most populated states in the country and some of the biggest states in the country so i see it growing a lot in in the future um but overall i think it's good i think it's you know it's it's growing interest in the sport and you know um especially with it being legalized like they're tracking everything that's going on you know like it's much more dangerous when it's illegal and then you're doing you know, like the underground betting with bookies and stuff like that that's that's kind of where you can get into a lot of trouble so
0: how about you just i'll give a have you a place to bet i know we always talk about fights all the time and uh, have you ever done any type of betting in the sports, uh, for like combat sports, any, any sport, have you ever put any money down?
2: Uh, uh, I think I did a couple times back when I was in college, but most of the time it's usually just bets with friends and I stopped betting on like boxing, for example. I think I'm cursed. I think, cause, uh, <laughs> I bet on, uh, probably like four or five, uh, boxing fights in my life and all of them ended in draws. So I just kind of gave up.
0: <laughs> Jeez, that is bad luck, man. Because it's you know yeah. that's like the least likely outcome in any fight. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, I, I don't know. I think I'm cursed, so I stay off. I stay away from it now.
1: <laughs> you got to start betting for it to end in a draw, then you'll make big money.
2: No, because then someone's gonna win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Knowing my luck, that would that would be wild. I mean, um, Rick, what do you think of it overall? Like. Oh. Um, I was going to ask him as well what he thought about it as well, like, uh, you know, not just have you bet, but what are your thoughts on it and its effect on, on sports?
2: I think it's exciting. It, like Sean was saying, it gives you like something to, it gives you like an interest in other teams that maybe you don't necessarily follow and games that you don't necessarily follow. It just, it's like an added, added like bonus to paying attention to sports and stuff like that. And I mean, if you have the money, yeah, it's like a fun thing to do. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. It's definitely growing in popularity a lot more. I definitely see, like, you know, FanDuel and um, I forgot what the other one was. There's another really good one. DraftKings. Draft DraftKings. Yeah. So, like, and those are, uh, I think those are, like, single game bets or something like that or single player uh, bets, which is very interesting seeing how it's kind of evolved and there's new ways to bet and stuff like that. So, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Sean, you were asking me which question or were you asking me both? Both is, yeah, whatever you want to answer first. Um, no, I think it's cool. if um, just keep, you know, stopping people from making bets and getting their legs broken or, you know, <laughs> ruining their family by, bet you know, taking out these crazy bets and it's, it's regulated, you know, cool. Um, personally, like, I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never bet, um, you know, Vegas was huge for me for like many years and i'll probably start going back for fights again but um even going there like you know it's right in every you know it's pretty much in the front room of every hotel and um you know my friends would go and oh you want to put any money on them like, ah, i really don't i don't want to be bothered like i don't want to lose it you know what i mean it's like because it's you know it's always like a what in fighting pretty much a 50-50 proposition unless you unless you get in depth with it and start doing all the parlays and you know people that's where it starts getting really complicated where i start like losing focus on like how to even bet is when there's you know all of these different parameters that people add into it Um uh, i think if you told me about some of those sean where you can kind of you know reduce your risk by doing additional bets and um but yeah even in the you know in the in the um I forget what they call it in, in the casino, the uh, sports book in the casino. Like, I I don't know. I just never really had an interest in it. I, I'm not against it at all, though. Like I said, it, like you guys said, it enhances the sport. Um, the one thing I don't like in fighting is, like, when I'm watching the sport with somebody that bet and they're just watching the sport from the, the angle because they put the bet on the specific guy. I'm just like, dude, just watch the damn fight and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be hearing about the money you lost and, like, you're hoping this happens and hoping that happens because you put money on it. Like, I just want to enjoy the fight. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's cool. Like you guys said, I think it's cool as far as, like, people watching more teams, people watching more sports. Like, I've heard people betting on things that um, – sports that, like, I, you know, they're not – they never watch, you know. Um, you know, especially during this downtime, during the off season of football, basketball, you know. People will yeah. bet on things that, you know, typically they wouldn't bet on and watch things they typically would not watch. So, um, but yeah, even in individually betting with friends, I know a lot of people still do that as well. And, you know, that's kind of the old school bet, like, you know, and uh, shout out to my friend D out there. I should have took like probably about a thousand dollars from you because this dude's always wrong. I'm always right when it comes to fights. And uh, he always goes against the grain, you know what I mean? He asked me what my opinion is instead of riding with me, like, and, and since I've been watching fights for forever, he, kinda of goes off on his own and does his own thing and then uh always loses. So I mean mm-hmm. just you know you could need to ride with the winning team and, and listen to what I'm saying when it comes to fights. You'd be a you know somewhat rich man now. But I should take his money. But you know I like him I don't want to do that to him. So um but yeah Sean what do you what are your thoughts on um Justin did mention the Fan Duels and the DraftKings and um you've had experience with those before. What are you what are your thoughts?
1: Um I've never used FanDuel. I I try to limit, you know, how many accounts I make. I don't really feel like I need to have like 50 different sports betting accounts. And most of the, Mm -hmm. most of the like different betting promotions or organizations, whatever they're called, um, offer incentives to get you to sign up because the goal is once they get you to sign up, then you're more likely to keep your money in there or to place more bets or, you know, so, The hardest part for them is getting you to sign up, which is why they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on marketing and, you know, getting TV commercials and ads everywhere that way, you know, because all they need to do is get you in the door. And then once they got you in the door, they know that everything, every bet that you make, they're making money on it, theoretically, unless you're like good at betting, which most people aren't. So um, I've used DraftKings. I like it. Um, I used, uh, Caesars and Caesars did a good promotion a year or two ago, where if you bet over a hundred dollars, you got a free NFL Jersey, um, Ooh. which was cool. So, cause it basically, you know, if you were to buy an NFL Jersey, it would cost you over a hundred dollars. So, and they didn't care whether you won or lost the hundred dollars that you put in, you just had to put in a hundred dollars and bet it over, within the span of like a month or something like that. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a good deal. And, and they, a lot of sports books will do stuff like that um, to try to get you in the door. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're all pretty similar. I think, you know, the lines are slightly different because of just the way that they do their calculations and the probabilities and stuff like that. But overall, you know, they, they all are trying to do the same thing. They're all trying to get you to place bets and they adjust the lines based on new information or, like, if there's a lot of money being put on one side of the bet then you know they'll change the odds so that more people are placing money on the other side so that it's almost as close to 50-50 as possible um mm-hmm. and yeah i think uh but i think something that you brought up was that you know like with fighting sports specifically there's a a bit of a weird aspect to it where it's not like always clear who won or lost so it's like Mm-hmm. that's something where it's like, you know, like, it's not like football or baseball or soccer where it's however many who scored the most points or the most runs, you know, like it's like, it's kind of subjective. So I think that's, that's kind of, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but that that kind of gets into like the sticky sketchy part of betting and, you know, like hopefully it's not having an influence on the actual game type of thing. But Uh, I I forget what question you asked. I guess which betting ones I used. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. Pretty much only DraftKings and Caesars. Um. But I like both of them. I've heard good things about FanDuel. I've heard good things about. Uh. The other one, like MGM, BetMGM has one. Barstool Sports Mm -hmm. Book has one. Uh, I think they're all kind Mm -hmm. of similar for the most part.
0: And Justin, it's kind of like, uh, you, you can attest to this, like UFC, like, I mean, they have a whole beginning segment where they have, um, I forget the, the lady's name that comes on, but they have a whole segment where she comes on and does the, uh, I think it's draftkings and she analyzes the fights and like, um, one of the cool things I, I've seen and w- one area where I was like, man, I, I'd, I'd do this or give it a try was, um, I think I saw one where you can pick uh, like you have a certain amount of money that you, you're able to spend. They give you a a, a budget, like, say, five hundred dollars and you and it's like not really five hundred dollars. It's like a virtual five hundred and maybe you're putting whatever you're putting down, whatever. But you can pick the specific fighters on the card Um, and you can pick. You can, you know, each fighter costs a certain amount and you can put that amount onto the, the you know, three or four fighters that you want. And I thought that was kind of a cool way of betting. It was a different way um, other than the, you know, straight up, you know, who's going to beat who, what round, and by which route are they going to beat them by.
1: I think they call that like a DraftKings, or well, at least on DraftKings, they call it like a lineup. Um, I have a friend mm. that does it um, pretty much every fight card. He, You know, he puts together a lineup, and they give you points based on different things, like how many strikes you land, how many takedowns you mm-hmm. get um and then if you finish the fight in the first round you get like 100 points if you finish it in the, like the second round you get like 50 points if you finish it in the third round you get like 25 points, points and if you win a decision you get like five points you know something like so like when i have been with that friend you know during fights and stuff he's always rooting for like a finish at the very end of the first round because that gets you all the points. Like if you're punching someone like over and over, you're getting all the points for all the punches, but then you also get that a hundred points because it's still in the first round. So it's like, uh, those are funny. Cause it's like, you know, like, like you just, sometimes you just want people. Yeah. In those kinds of things, you just want people to like be in a full out brawl, like punch each other as
0: many times as possible. <laughs> It it's funny because you you made me you uh, reminded me of like one of the last fights that Justin and I went and watched together. Remember, um, remember there was a guy that uh, came in um, to EJ's spot and he had he had bet on he had bet on most of the fights and then EJ told him, hey, why don't you bet on um, Alexa Grasso um, submitting uh, Valentina Shevchenko? everybody's like eh, you know valentina you know she's such a beast i don't know you know and the guy's like eh and he's like man i don't know i have a feeling and um we went through all the fights and he was doing all right and um she i mean she did that whole uh valentina i think tried to do a spinning strike and she ran up behind her and started choking her out but i forget he would have made what i forget what he would have made i think he was like a hundred dollars he would have made like four thousand or four like a thousand to four thousand dollars or something but it was wild and you could just see the 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 life just kind of drain out of him when he realized that it actually happened and that's why I where I get caught up with not wanting to bet because I'm just like man it's just like I'm gonna be so angry if I do something and and I you know it's just such a a, a crapshoot you know what I mean I don't I like to bet, I like to do things that are more like I'm certain about, like I'm in control of the outcome, like the, you know what I mean? Because you're really not in control of the outcome unless you're, uh, you know, you're a mob boss or something, you put the, you know, you put the fix in or something, but yeah. yeah
1: they, they They call it betting for a reason, you know, it's not, it's not a guaranteed way to make money, unfortunately, otherwise everyone would be doing it.
0: Yeah, what was surprising to me as well. um, mean, obviously, this was a cool experience because you guys were both there. Was um, go, taking a step back. Back in the day, like going to fights, going to Vegas, going watching UFC fights, boxing. Um, I was just used to everybody kind of, um, you know, just watching the fights. Uh, maybe they put their their bet in in the sports book and they had their, their their ticket or whatever. But what was really cool the last time we went and watched the uh, the fight card. Um, in Jacksonville, watching people betting in between rounds, like i had never seen that dynamic before. So you know, it it was really weird because we had a, a group of guys around us that were between rounds, were like just going on their phone and scrolling through and doing things. Um, that I think you know, obviously our cell phones and showing and Justin, you can talk about this as well, but having the cell phones and having the ability to just. You know on the fly do things with with internet um i think that's been a, a huge game change and i realized that during that fight like people in between rounds like you know it gives them something to do for one and then two um there's just different bets that can you know the lines are changing dynamically after every round and and odds are changing and you can keep placing placing different bets in between
2: yeah well, Did you that's know that great any yeah. yeah yeah like i remember um uh... I, I, it might have been at the UFC event that we went to, but it's crazy to see, like, like even just the the minute moments in between rounds where people can just kind of use their phones to just bet like that. And even um, I mean, I'm sure people probably do that with other sports too, to a degree. You know, it's crazy just seeing like mm-hmm. how my, how specific the betting has gotten over the years. It's not it's not just like necessarily oh who's gonna win. It's now by how much are they gonna win by or things like that. It's like the the, it's becoming very specific, the different ways that you can bet. And it. it's it's crazy just how involved or how much it's evolved over the years, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, I think too, um, you know, when, when you're talking about like in between rounds and stuff like that, it, it, you know, you can get a lot more analytical with it. And like, you know, for example, someone who normally gets like a first round finish If they get a first round finish, then they're fine, you know, but if they're always getting first round finishes and then they get out of the first round and they haven't finished the person, you don't know if that person's stamina is going to hold up. You probably would want, if anything, to bet against them because it's like Mm -hmm. they haven't been tested, like battle tested in the second round, third round, or even, you know, if it's a championship shit fight, then you got that fourth round, fifth round. Um, And those, those can be, you know, deadly for someone who's not, you know, if they don't have the proper stamina to to last through that. Um, So I think, you know, that's that's one of the cool things about the live betting is, like, you know, if you do enough research and you know, like, okay, maybe this guy's a slow starter, like he's not really going crazy in the first round, but he really picks it up in rounds two, three, four, five, then, like, you know, it's better to not bet before the fight. It's better to wait until after the first round. But uh, vice versa, if it's someone, you know, and you can actually before the fight starts, you can say, Oh, I think that this guy is going to win after rounds two and a half or something like that. You know, so it's like you can make a bet that like he's gonna win basically if it or I've bet I put bets in that like if the fight goes to decision, I'm betting that this guy wins. But if it doesn't go to decision, then the bet just gets like cancelled out. Which is great, because it's like you know certain guys are like either going to, like, knock the other guy out or they're going to lose the decision because they're just not a big, like, point-getter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, I think that option is really cool and it adds a lot of, dyna- like, a lot of different dynamics to play with.
0: Speaking of uh, just changes and everything, this is something I, I have even, I haven't seen or experienced or, and I think you've kind of explained it to me. We had a, a, a call not too long ago with a, a guy that I guess was more into it, Scott, um, that was into the micro betting. Um, the micro—I'm assuming based on everything we talked to him about—the micro betting is like a lot more parameters that you can you can kind of bet on. I think you and him were having a conversation about some of the crazy things like uh, the, around the NBA draft at that time, Sean. Like. What is, uh, you know, from your understanding, micro betting and what, you know, how is that kind of a little different than this, uh, you know, the betting uh, tactics that we've talked about before?
1: Yeah, micro betting is, you know, it can be anything from like, you know, very specific prop bets to, and a prop bet is, you know, like betting that this guy had that he's going to have over 40 yards receiving in the second quarter or something like that. You can you can bet mm-hmm. something like that. Um what I think is starting to evolve and starting to become possible um but is a little challenging due to, you know, the time that it takes to actually place the bet is betting on like specific plays like oh, I think this play is going to be a run play. Like mm-hmm. you have to make that decision in however long the play clock is, what 25 to 45 seconds, you know, and mm-hmm like are you guessing do you know like do you kind of like study that like i don't know how people know that information i think for me it would just be guessing if i were to bet it um but like that that all can be combined into this term of micro betting and i think that's you know um something that is going to become more popular especially as the technology continues to evolve and the faster that you can get these bets in and placed and like keep it real time um the more of that that you're going to see um which i I think is good you know i think again it's just another avenue for like more people to place bets on things um and it's you know it makes it not only the you know the game is interesting but you can make each play interesting if you really are have the money to be betting on you
0: know every single play (laughs) yeah 100 percent agree um yeah i think the 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 because of like what you mentioned the regulations because you know like we're kind of taking it out of the hands of like these uh bookies and things like that um that it's you remember like betting years ago was like looked aut- automatically looked as a negative thing you know what i mean now it's kind of almost like a it's a uh, looked at as a you know a hobby it's looked at as a uh you know something to do around sports some another another kind of tentacles of sports that people get into um and i think with that as well you know um there comes some kind of celebrity with it as well like you look at uh mattress mac i mean how he's like a household name any time any time a big event happens um there was a guy i was watching uh out of vegas this guy mazzy and he turned it into a, a business like where he sells you know you become a part of his group and you get uh you know he gives you the tips on different uh events and he's doing very well moved out to Vegas um and then you have like you know Floyd Mayweather that he's showing his tickets and you know there's Drake where you know there's the Drake curse that people talk about all the time with when he bets on them it's like ah shit and, you know um <laughs> lately people have kind of overcame that but you know for the most part it's been weird but um But, you know, so overall, I think sports betting, I guess you guys would agree, is kind of it's not a it's not a it's not looked at in a negative light anymore. It's almost um, it's almost not I wouldn't say uh, cherished or anything like that, but it's when somebody says I bet on something, you're not, you know, parents and, you know, wives and, you know, just people in general aren't like, oh, my God, you you horrible person. You know, I mean, it's not it's not looked at that way anymore like it used to be, I would say. For sure. I,
1: definitely, I definitely think that it's, um, you know, like, as long as you don't have a problem, then, it's, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, True. It, gambling True. is, you know, an addictive habit. So, it's like, yeah. it's the same thing as alcohol or drugs, you know, like, alcohol is fine. If you're above the age of 21 and it's legal and, you know, you're not, like, an alcoholic, but... If you are an alcoholic or if you're an addicted gambler, you should not bet on sports or anything because that's
2: not good. Because, so. Do you guys think that like gambling and sports betting has kind of shaped how certain sports organizations are run? Because I was watching a, a documentary a while ago on the Tim Donahue, the, the NBA representative I saw that I'm one. Not, I'm not a big NBA fan, so I, well, I'm not super familiar with the story, but like from your guys' perspective I'm, I'm i'm not sure if you guys were fans back then when all that was happening but like did the nba seem different after all of that or do you think it kind of just was a, a
0: a rough patch that it went through and not a whole lot changed i still honestly i still think some of the calls are weird like um I'm not saying that they're done illegally but i think there's always like sometimes a little bit of bias or i don't know there's the i think the I don't want to say that the league prompts teams to win that the are like the bigger market teams, but yeah, some of the, the Lakers and the, the amount of calls they got during this off season were a little was a little crazy. Like they got, you know, the the disparity between what they got and other teams got. But um I remember the Tim Donahue saga and I remember some of these other refs. Um I was a big AI fan, Alan Iverson fan, and um there's been books written after the fact that they were putting the screw the screws to um Allen Iverson. Um, cause you know, they, they would do that all the time cause they, you know, guys would talk trash and, you know, they take it out on them and, you know, like Rashid Wallace all the time was a guy that the refs always would target, you know, AI, you know, guys that they technically didn't like, they would, you know, they would call some, some specific fouls on them. But yeah, the Tim Donahue thing was crazy, man. Like filtering down to like how far that went down and, you know, how engaged he was. And then you kind of look, you retroactively look back at the games and look look at how they kind of played out and you're like, damn, like he influenced, you know, this team's playoff chances. You know what I mean? This one call that he made changed the dynamic of the game. So um, I, I remember some of those games and I like, even I watched that documentary and yeah, it was it's, it's pretty wild. But um, I would say that the, the NBA probably took a closer look at what was going on. Um, I don't want to say I, would, I felt like there was a dynamic change in play call and uh, foul calling and things like that. I I
1: remember watching the same documentary, Justin, and I you know, I think first even before he really got into the whole like betting on the games thing, he shed light on something that I thought was kinda crazy, which is that like you know, like he he said in one of his first games that he called a foul on a star player. I don't know if it was Jordan or someone like and some star player and like after the game he got like you know, like shoot out for it they were like you can't call a foul on him like, I like he's, that. he's a star or something i'm like so what if he commits a foul it's a foul." like i don't That's... care if he's a star or not a star like screw that like I, so i i think that to me was like the thing that kind of like shocked me is like they have different rules at least like back then i don't know if mm-hmm. they've cleaned it up but at the time they had I still think different show sure. yeah they have different but, rules yeah for the stars. Like, the, the stars get mm-hmm. away with more things. Or or if you're, like, a villain star quote-unquote, you get away mm-hmm. with less things. I think, you know, a perfect example of that is, is Draymond Green. I think he's kind of, you know, like that guy that kind of talks back to the refs a little bit too much. And then, like, they call fouls against him. And, like, you know, like, sometimes they're warranted. I mean, he does do some shady stuff. But sometimes it's... Yeah, but sometimes they call something like that's like nothing, and it's like they they give them a technical that like holds them out for playoff games or something like that. You know, that's yes. that's against mm-hmm. the integrity of the game in my mind. So mm-hmm. I think it. I would say it hasn't like severely influenced anything in my opinion, and I don't. I don't think the betting aspect of it, at least based on you know what I know about the situation, like had a severe long term impact on any of the games, but um I don't know you never you never know
0: type of thing yeah for sure yeah so I guess we're going down the path of like you know we've talked about how it's it's been a a good thing and how it's gotten people into sports more and gotten more viewership for sports that probably wouldn't get the viewership that it, it uh is getting now um but yeah Sean you pointed out one thing the addiction to it yeah that's something um that's a big thing um that I didn't even think about for this particular podcast. It was, it's it's huge. It's, it's a unfortunate thing, and it's ruined a lot of people's lives. And it's, yeah, it's unhealthy. Um, and then, Justin, you, you pointed out the, you know, you started to take us down that kind of negative path of, of when sports betting goes the, the opposite way. Um, can you guys uh, kind of talk about kind of the, you know, I guess now that it's easier and now that it's more, you know, there's more states that allow it, uh, maybe some of the negative impacts of, of sports betting on, on teams, on players and you know, society as a whole.
1: Yeah, I mean the first thing that comes to mind for me is is, you know, what's going on in the NFL right now, which is that mm-hmm. these players are no offense, but they're being idiots. They are betting on games like and when they make like when you make a sports betting account, you need to like give the betting company like your personal information like you can't like make it pretending to be some random person like i think they like legit- legitimately require like a social security number or something like that so like mm-hmm. they know who you are like and they can easily just tell the league hey like this person has an account and like it's fine if you have an account it, it's not illegal to bet on sports if you're an nfl player it is illegal to bet on the NFL if you're an NFL player, which is what some of these guys are doing and, or like some of them are doing it in the, like in the facility. Like, why are you betting? Like, just wait till you get home to place a bet or like, I don't know. Like, it's it's so stupid. The fact that these guys are like, I think they should be getting in trouble because it's so easily preventable. Um, but, you know, you see good players like Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's a really good player, and he had to sit out a full year for, yeah. you know, that. And, I mean, you saw it even back in the day with guys like Pete Rose. That was before sports betting was even that, mm. like, crazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, his whole, like, career and, like, you know, everything that people talk about with Pete Rose, it's about, oh, like, sports betting. He, he can't get into the Hall of Fame because of sports betting. You know, like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best players in, like, MLB history, and he's never going to make the the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, how about you, Justin? We've seen it in the fight game recently. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, was, like, a,
2: was it James Krause, maybe, or somebody else? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. A- it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I, it's it's I feel like it doesn't, it's not a bad, it's not a good look for the sport, you know, when you hear about, like, how, uh, I can't remember if it was like he was training someone and then he found out about the guy's injury and then he told his fighter about it or something along those lines. And that's I don't know. I think that's kind of getting into really like bad lines and stuff and kind of putting like a bad, bad spin on the sport, you know. And I mean, it's, I'm not really sure what the status of that whole case was. That we have I haven't heard too much about that recently. But um, yeah, it's I, I don't like how that the direction the sport would be going if that continues, which I don't think it's going to ultimately, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of similar to like with the NFL, like you should, like fighters probably shouldn't be like, you know, place bets on stuff like that. Cause it's kind of, I don't know. I don't think it's a good look.
0: Um, he, from everything I understood, he was no longer allowed to corner any fighters. Um, a lot of his fighters, I, I think they had to leave him as a coach and he's, He's a guy, I think he came, I, rem- I think I remember him in the ultimate fighter. I think that's when I first noticed him and he came, made his way up and he had some, he had some good fights, but, um, yeah, yeah he, he did that. And, you know, he, I, 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 I don't know, sure if he threw fights or if he just bet on his fighters or bet on the other fighter. I, I can't remember, but it, it got pretty crazy. The dynamics of, of everything that he did. Um, yeah. and who's to say he's the, you know, he's the only one that did it, um, but you know, I I just I I didn't even know that fighters were allowed to bet on themselves because so I remember watching um, I think Keith Thurman was fighting in boxing and he's like yeah you you know during his press conference said yeah I put you know five hundred thousand on myself da da so yeah fighters yeah it's not regulated like you know other sports NFL because you know independent contractors for the most point most part you know what I mean they're not um in, you know necessarily employees of of uh, an organization so. I think they've been allowed to do it, but I think that the u f c now they that's their thing that you can't bet on you can't if you're a fighter and you're fighting on that card, you can't bet on it at all um because fight sports you know what i mean it's just it's been kind of it's the one you know one of those sports that everybody looked back in the day in the fifties the forties the sixties where you know there was mob uh you know mob bets and you know people were throwing fights and i mean I remember watching one fight it was. This guy, um, this was probably about 10 years ago, but the guy, I mean, f- full phantom fall. Like, the guy threw a punch, and, the, you know, the guy didn't even touch him. The guy just fell on the ground. It was, like, shaking, and I'm like, come on, man. So, I think it's <laughs> it still happens, obviously, but it was, like, it was one of the, sport, the sports that had kind of a, one of the bigger, bl- you know, black eyes because, you know, it's easy to easier to throw something where it's a 50-50 shot, one man or One man against one man one woman against one woman and you can easily like kind of just throw a fight or say hey i quit i'm hurt whatever you know what i mean yeah
2: and
1: and two you know like i actually don't have that much of a problem with betting on yourself because like you can't like it wouldn't make sense if you're betting on yourself to win for you to intentionally lose but But, i see you know like i think i feel like it's a pretty dangerous slope where Oh well, you're allowed to bet on yourself, and then like, what if you bet on your like, what if you bet on yourself to like go over three rounds, right? And then like, you just don't finish them for the first two rounds, you know, like things mm-hmm. like that. I feel like are getting a little like, so it's a very like, the more you let happen, the more that line's going to get blurred, and then you start getting into the trouble parts. So, I, I think you know, it's safe. The safe way to do it is to ban it in general, like betting on an event that you're in or betting on you know like. The sport that you're in, which most of the leagues do nowadays.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's, there's in the Premier League, there's a, uh, it's been um, Premier League soccer. There's been some issues with sports betting there as well, and kind of one of the, you know, funnier cases from the stint, like the optics of it. There's a, a player named Ivan Tony that plays for, um, Ivan Tony plays for Brentford, and uh, their sponsor. You know, they have the sponsors on their, on their. Uh, Kids, their sponsor is Hollywood Bets, so it's like he's he's banned now for I think I forget how many games, like twenty games or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but literally the the sponsor is Hollywood Bets. It's on his shirt, and it's just kind of like I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of ironic, right? Yeah, but,
1: that is funny. Um, so... What do you guys? Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Oh, I I was going to ask, you know, as far as sports betting goes, like technology, like what do you guys think could like impact sports betting from the technology side, you know, in the future or even like near future, long-term future? Um, Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I do. (laughs) Extropion.
0: I agree. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we, (laughs) let's go ahead, Sean. (laughs) No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just saying us, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Um, And like, it's always hard because I know we haven't shown off the technology and, um, you know, data is a big impact on data has a huge impact on on sports betting and where it's going. And like you said, the real time aspect of it, like, especially with micro betting, where you're betting, I mean, people bet on the the script spelling bee, you know what I mean? There's just, it's it's a data, it's a data centric, um, it's a data centric uh, business, you know what I mean? And um, with that, you know, there needs to be more tools, there needs to be more filtering, like, you know, these the sports, the betting lines and those that set the betting lines are looking for more and more ways to assess a match or more and more ways to gauge what they think is going to happen. Um, you know, if they can make it as, you know, make it as finite of a process where they're able to kind of, instead of just assuming something's going to happen, they can kind of make it in um real decisions on on how those lines are going to change or how they set the you know how they set the lines in general based off of new pieces of information that they have and that's where you know we come in and you know we've had conversations with people even the conversation i referenced earlier with scott um how crazy things can get because of the crazy amounts of data that we can that our our technology is able to spit out at, at um you know rapidly at different areas at different just different uh, sets of time, just date like how many just pieces of data can uh, that we can give to a sports betting uh, company or, or you know bookies or anything like that, um, and just first of its kind data. I think you know there's not nobody's doing what we're doing. It hasn't been done before. It hasn't been seen before. So just imagine you know knowing what we all know, how crazy and how uh, more uh, accurate I would say the sports betting lines will be able to be, uh, with our technology. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, will go ahead, Justin.
2: No, I was just going to say, yeah, I think we can definitely help. Like it's going to be even more granular with like the technology and the data mm-hmm. we're able to get access to. It's going to be much more specific, much more detailed, much more in depth than I think what's currently available. So I, yeah, I think it's only going to go deeper and further the more, you know the technology advances are our technology advances
1: you know yeah i, I completely agree with what both of you said i think you know betting can be done as long as there's you know quantitative data that, that can be analyzed and that's exactly what we're hoping to bring to the table is more quantitative data explaining different things and you know providing numbers that weren't available before so if you know when we're able to provide that i don't see why that couldn't be incorporated into sports betting and you know create more micro betting opportunities and things like that
0: yeah there's a lot of human elements that we're able to add into it you know what i mean um a lot of the you know a lot of things are based off of trends they're based off of uh history you know um we're able to provide real-time, you know, real-time data points that nobody else is. And um, it's going to be huge, you know what I mean? We've, we've, we've talked to quite a few people that are like, man, this is going to make a big impact in sports betting. And I know we said we've been able to, on these these this podcast, we've been talking about impacting so many different things. But that's just the diversity of our technology, you know what I mean? It has the ability because of how the user uses it because of, you know, the data points that we're able to capture, it's, it's going to help a whole heap of industries and sports betting is one. I'm, I'm really excited, even though I'm not a betting man myself, I'm really excited to see um, how it's able to help sports betting and, and the, you know, how dynamic it's going to make it, especially in real time, uh, real time betting uh, scenarios.
2: For sure. So,
0: so with that being said, um, Thank you guys again for another great episode number one thank you audience out there for listening you know um if you're angle you know we're always presenting angles on this uh on these calls but um if you're angle sports betting you know give us a follow make comments and you know comment in our comment sections and just you know follow our pages and and keep checking for our podcast and for our technology when it drops because uh if you're into sports betting we're we're gonna change the game and um, you know, it's gonna make it. Uh, it's gonna make it even more fun for you to bet. So, uh, with that being said, you know, like, comment, subscribe, and I uh, hope you guys have an awesome week and a uh, spectacular weekend. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Take care.